are live. Welcome on in, ladies and gentlemen. This is the NAI Ball Podcast, Episode 4. I am your host, Tyler Norris. And I am your co-host, Taylor Thomas. Taylor, Episode 4 here. Go ahead, and I guess we'll just jump right into things here. First thing we'd like to talk about is obviously the weekend review. Going to go back and touch on some of the games we had highlighted in the last episode for games you should watch out for. Taylor, I will kick this off here with Southeastern going up against number nine ranked Taylor. I believe we knew what Taylor had to do in this series, and they managed to pull off one win. The Fire took the series two to one, but Taylor does hand Southeastern their first loss in the 2024 season. I got to say, I was one who was not expecting Taylor to go down there and get a win. I was fully expecting them to lose three games. Obviously, a very rough start to the season for them, but they managed to take one from Southeastern here. Yeah, absolutely. One of the tougher places to play in all of the NAI uh, down in Lakeland, Florida, um, at Ted Abrower Field. But um, the Taylor Trojans didn't look too phased by the competition. And, and really, I mean, you look at that game one in a three to two victory. Of course, Darian Smith did what he did six innings pitch with, with 11 strikeouts. But but uh, matching him on the other side with Gable Pentecost, I mean, five and a third with one earned run against that potent fire lineup. And that was some really impressive stuff. And then, of course, Southeastern walked that off there late with those back-to-back hit-by-pitches there in the in the ninth inning, um, ultimately giving the fire that game one win. Um, coming into game two, Rob Adams, of course, Rob Adams things, uh, six innings pitch, five Ks, three hits, no runs. And then Taylor coming into game three, stealing it, uh, scoring those eight runs, from the sixth to ninth inning there in game three to take game three, 11 to nine. It was an overall great performance by the Trojans. And, and like we said, uh, right there uh, with the number one team in the country and could have easily taken this series down in Lakeland. They definitely flirted with taking that series. And this was the weekend. This was a weekend for Taylor that really needed to happen for them. They really needed a bounce back weekend. And although they did lose the series, I think this is, they can take a lot of positive out of this series moving forward with the rest of their season. I think they may have gotten the monkey off their back, so to speak. And, you know, I guess we will see if they continue trending in the right direction. Obviously, going up against the number one team in the nation is no easy feat. And like we said, they almost took two from Southeastern there. Um, another game we had highlighted was one, you know, I've always, I'm always tuned into KCAC action being my conference when I was in play there. But number 16th ranked Coyotes of Kansas Wesleyan head down to Ottawa, Kansas, take on the Braves. Ultimately, Kansas Wesleyan takes this one two to one. I think they are the favorite to win the KCAC once again this year. They take that series two to one over Ottawa. Yeah, big time one that we that we highlighted last week, like you said, uh, with two of these teams being two of the, the perennial powers there in the KCAC, uh, Kansas Wesleyan uh, showed that offensive prowess yet again uh, in two really close ball games there, games one and two, both being decided late. Uh, Jared Williamson of, of Kansas Wesleyan with the go-ahead double in the 10th inning of game one to win that game five to three. And then Zach Beatty with the go-ahead home run in the seventh of game two uh, to win that game eight to six. Uh, Jared Gable, of course, is the, the name to look out for in that lineup. But uh, with Williamson and Beatty right behind him, uh, giving him more protection in this lineup, uh, the Coyotes offense yet again is, is one of the best ones in the country. However, it was silenced uh, there in game three by Ottawa. As, as the Braves uh, stole a game from that series, avoided the series sweep, uh, winning game three, 14 to four in eight innings, holding that Kansas Wesleyan offense to two hits. Uh, so overall, I would say from both teams and in this matchup here, a great showing by both teams, and especially for Ottawa too, to, to lose those two close games to start out and then jump right back on Kansas Wesleyan and, 
and steal that third game. It was uh, very interesting to see, and uh, it should shape up for some great KCAC play down the stretch between these two teams and everyone else in that conference. You know, I think anyone in the KCAC can attest to this, that going into Ottawa and playing the Braves at their home field is not an easy task. Um, but Kansas Wesleyan, high-powered offense, they made things happen there. And I think a lot needs a lot of praise needs to go to this Ottawa team for not only run ruling Kansas Wesleyan in game three, 14 to four, but like you said, holding that offense to two hits, that's not something you're going to see a lot or very often when you look at a Kansas Wesleyan box score, that's, that's going to be on the low end for the year for sure. Staying in the KCAC here, this team is hot right now in the KCAC. We have the Friends Falcons going up against receiving votes. Tabor Friends would ultimately take this series two to one. I got to say, I'm a little surprised by this Friends squad. They are really showing out this year. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm in the same boat as you. Uh, when you look at the KCAC, like we had mentioned, you obviously look at the McPherson, Tabor, Kansas Wesleyan, Ottawa. And then friends here just continuing to make that conference um, really, really deep, uh, one, one through ten there. And in game one, Francisco Moscoso with the seven innings, seven innings, uh, four hit ball and, and no runs against a really potent Tabor lineup um, that we saw on display there in game two as Tabor rebounded and won game two, 11 to three with, with Tyler Model Lloyd with the big day, uh, three RBIs, three for four on the day. Uh, game three was a very tightly contested ball game and really showed the true definition of how close this series was across the three games. Uh, friends with a four to two victory, securing that series victory, a big time series victory over the Tabor Blue Jays, uh, pushing those two runs across late. And it was a really, really impressive performance yet again by the Falcons as, as they sit, I believe, at 10 and three on the year and looking to make a real strong push in the KCAC. Uh, yet again now and once again it's going to be a really really fun conference to watch all throughout the season if the Falcons keep playing the way they are it's it's only going to get even better yeah you know this friends team is real hot right now this was their toughest test to date in my opinion going up against a really talented Tabor Blue Jays squad and they ultimately prevailed winning two out of three I definitely think that this friend squad can be a dark horse for that KCAC title staying in conference play here we head down where receiving votes Loyola takes on a surging Thomas University team. And I believe the Wolfpack stay undefeated. I believe this brings their record to 9-0 and on the year, taking down three games against Thomas. Yeah, once again, uh, Coach Kennedy's squad is, is looking red hot to start the season. Loyola has become uh, one of the, the names to watch out for in NAI baseball uh, ever since Coach Kennedy took over. Uh, down there in New Orleans and I mean behind arms like Steven still yet again I mean he's five innings pitch eight strikeouts there in the game one victory I believe he's tied for the national lead in, in wins right now with four uh, Nathan Monso someone we saw at the Cajun just come out of the pen and uh, with electric electric stuff and he was electric yet again against Thomas uh, three game sweep here for Loyola to start off conference play that's Huge, huge against a really, like you said, a, a surging Thomas squad that was coming off of a big time series victory at Weber International. Uh, Loyal, the Wolfpack, once again, undefeated, and uh, they don't show any signs of slowing down right now behind arms like Steven Still and Nathan Monceau out of the bullpen. Heading down to the GSAC now, where we had Jessup taking on Arizona Christian. Really good Arizona Christian squad and a Jessup squad who's had a lot of good individual performances this year. They've been looking really good to start the year. Ultimately, Arizona Christian would take this series two games to one. Arizona Christian scored 30 runs, 31 runs, excuse me, across the first two games in this series. Yeah, and when you look at an offensive line like that, you would kind of expect it to be from 
uh, from Jessup there with, with them being one of the most potent offenses in the country to start out with, with guys like Trey Furry uh, that is still leading the country in homers with eight. And uh, it was more of a, a little bit of opposite here, like we said, with the, with the firestorm uh, putting up, I mean, 31 runs across two games is, is crazy to think about and to do it against a really, really good insurgent Jessup uh, Trojan squad coming in here. Uh, Trey Tarver, Marcus Titiali, yet again, two name, two mainstays in that lineup. Uh, they powered the firestorm to that huge GSEC series victory. And if Arizona, Arizona Christian, once again, just a, a team that was never really out of a ball game. I mean, we kind of saw that the East and West. They, they gave teams a, a really good run for their money. And uh, picking up this big time uh, conference victory here against Jessup, it, it bodes well for the rest of their season. And once again, we might see ACU down the stretch here in, in conference tournament play, make another huge run. Taylor, you know, we've talked about this before on previous episodes, and we touched on it earlier with the Trojans um, regarding top 25 struggles to start the year. A team who's really had a rough go to start the year is the Bellevue Bruins coming in at number seven as they went down to Chickasha, Oklahoma to take on the receiving votes Drovers of USAO. Taylor, USAO would take this series two games to one in a three-game set. Yeah, and a big-time victory for the for the drovers here um, on the fringe of the top 25 and and picking up a big time top 10 series victory against the Bellevue Bruins who obviously once again I mean they're back-to-back trips to Lewiston looking for a third straight and starting off the year a little sluggish uh, USAO you got to give credit to the drovers here uh, that game one victory uh, Bellevue took behind their ace Dustin Shorey who went eight and a third uh, incredible performance yet again from the right-hander as we've grown accustomed to seeing now watching the Bruins um, but jumping back into games two and three, a little bit of sloppy baseball from the Bruins that the Drovers took advantage of. I mean, Ben Lawson with a big weekend, Gavin Machado, Gabriel Arroyo. Um, you would expect, you know, um, third-team All-American returner Peyton McDowell to kind of highlight this offense. And he has done just that throughout the year. But uh, with guys like Lawson stepping up, Machado, Arroyo, Gunnar Hansen, the list can go on and on and on. And even some great uh, pitching performances out of the bullpen there with with Hagen or Earls. Uh, it's just a really, really good series victory by the Drovers. Uh, once again, rebounding from that game one loss. Um, coming into Sooner Athletic Conference play, they they have a, quite the resume under their belt, and let's see if they can continue the success. Once this USAO squad really gets Peyton McDowell rolling and guys like Chris Martinez alongside Ben Lawson, Machado, and Arroyo, who are really showing out so far, this could be a scary lineup to face and one that could be a potential threat to that Sooner Athletic title. Another top 25 matchup we had, Taylor, was number 15, Ave Maria, going up against number 21, Texas Wesleyan. In a two-game set, Texas Wesleyan would take both games by a scores of 6-5 to five in both games. And that Sunday matchup there, the doubleheader that we saw, was, was some great baseball throughout. Ave Maria is a, a team that, that came on the national scene last year and has only continued uh, that positive success uh, as we enter 2024 here. Uh, with a good showing at the East-West and going down to uh, to Fort Worth against Texas Wesleyan and Coach Garza. Uh, the Rams, this is a big-time, big-time doubleheader sweep here. Uh, like you had said, two six-to-five victories. Uh, the, the key highlight for me with the Rams, and it's someone that we saw at the cage and just with incredible, incredible stuff out of the bullpen, and that's Jorge Caraballo. I mean, the, the all-region guy at Arizona Western last year, uh, once again, just mowing guys down out of the bullpen. He looks to be one of the top bullpen arms in the entire Sooner Athletic Conference, and he showed that by shutting down a really, really good lineup uh, there in Ave Maria, like we had seen with um, 
them, I believe it was uh, six home runs there, setting a school record there in one day. Uh, this was a really, really good showing by the Rams. They rebounded from a tough Saturday down there in Fort Worth and, and picked up two uh, top 15 victories and add to yet another impressive resume. Absolutely. And, you know, Taylor, this moves us on here as, you know, we just got done highlighting team success. Now we would like to turn it to individual performances. And we, as we go through our shout outs and mentions of the week, kicking things off here, we are going to stay with the team here as we have Wiley College defeating Texas Wesleyan by a score of five to two. This is Wiley College's first victory over Texas Wesleyan since 2011. Wiley collects a top 25 win on the back of starting pitcher Isaac Bursiaga, who goes four in, four innings pitched, only allowing one hit, no runs, and striking out three against that Rams offense, giving Wiley, as I mentioned, their first win over Texas Westland since 2011. And getting into our next shout-out, I mentioned we have the Bluefield, Inf Bluefield Infinder, Andres Vega, uh, over the week, six for 16 with two doubles, a triple, a homer. Hit for a cycle in game three, in the game three victory against the receiving vote squad and Brian. Uh, overall, great performance by Vega and Bluefield. Big shout out to Andres Vega. Hitting the cycle is no easy feat, and it's one we don't expect to see a, much more of this year. So huge shout out to Bluefield and Andres Vega. Moving on, we heard a lot of rumblings about this player this weekend. Sagu outfielder Andrew Ortiz, who goes 8 for 11, collecting three home runs, which did include a grand slam. Andrew tallied nine RBIs and two stolen bases. Got to add that in there against Central Baptist. A big-time performance yet again uh, from the Sagu Lions. Uh, get into our next shout-out. We have Dakota State catcher Ryan McDaniel. Big-time week for, uh, for the backstop there. 11 for 15, three doubles, two homers, seven RBIs in the Joplin tournament for Dakota State. Coming in for Freed Hardeman, we have infielder Adam Smithson. Adam went six for 11 with three home runs, four RBIs, and scoring nine runs at the Midwest Clash. And our first of, of, of two guys from the University of Northern Ohio, we have first baseman Titus Bronowick. Uh, in the Midwest Clash, five for 11 with a double, two homers, nine RBIs, and six runs scored. As Taylor mentioned, our first of two Northwestern Ohio players coming in second is outfielder Nolan Hole. Nolan went six for 12 with four doubles and six RBIs also at the Midwest Clash. And going into the Heart of America Conference, uh, we look at the University of Graceland pitcher Stephen Eskridge. Three appearances last week, four innings pitched, three saves, one hit, 10 Ks, and only one earned run against both Viterbo, Dakota State, and Williams Wood, uh, William Woods, Graceland, with a huge, huge start to 2024. Ottawa, Kansas infielder Brent Swearingen goes 9 for 13 with three doubles and scoring four runs against the 16th-ranked Coyotes of Kansas Westland. Big shout-out to Brent Swearingen there. And into the G-Pack, we have the Doan right-hander Aaron Forrest with uh, seven innings pitch, four hits, 11 Ks, uh, no runs against Oklahoma City this past weekend, becoming the all-time strikeout leader at Dones, passing his current pitching coach, Elliot Engel, with 239 and counting. A big-time arm there at Doan and Aaron Forrest setting the record. I definitely think we will see that strikeout count creep up around 300 as Aaron Forrest is definitely a big strikeout guy. Huge shout-out to Aaron Forrest from Doan there. 
Zach Trevino from Mid-American Nazarene becomes the all-time wins leader in their victory against receiving votes, Oklahoma City. Big shout-out to Zach Trevino there. Yeah, Trevino has been a mainstay for for the Pioneers going to back-to-back trips to Lewiston. Uh, Dakota State head coach Darian Hardy, of course, we interviewed him at the ABCA, uh, picks up career win number 100 Dakota State over the weekend. Big shout-out to Coach Hardy and the group. Coach Hardy really has turned that program around. It's really been a pleasure to watch what he's done with that team up there in Dakota. So obviously, Taylor, a lot of good performances this week. That's going to wrap up our shout-outs and mentions, which brings us to our NAI ball hitter, pitcher, and team of the week, which, of course, are brought to you by Playing Sports. And we would also like to remind you that all of our Player of the Week awards for the 2024 season are brought to you by our friends over at Playing Sports. They offer fantastic, seamless event management software that programs around the nation trust. Check them out today for your camp or team needs at www.playnsports.com. That's playnsports.com. Or you can hit them up on X with a follow at playnsportsusa today. Taylor, without further ado, the NAI ball hitter of the week goes to our Darius Kiko Townsend from Blue Mountain Christian University. Ardarius went 10 for 19 with 14 RBIs, hitting five home runs and scoring 10 runs against that Bruton Parker squad. A big time weekend um, from Blue Mountain Christian down there. Getting into our pitcher of the week, we have Isaac Baez, the right-hander from Mid-America Christian. Uh, in the win versus Southwestern Kansas, six and two-thirds, one hit, two runs. 15 strikeouts, a big-time performance from Baez in the Evangels. That was just a dominating pitching performance from Baez. That stat line is insane. And pitcher of the week could have went to nobody other than Isaac Baez this week. What an outstanding performance. Big shout-out to Isaac Baez for that, that Matthew squad. Taylor, which brings us to our team of the week. This goes to none other than the Lions of Freed Hardeman. That's right, the Lions of Freed Hardeman, who went 4-0 against the likes of Rochester, Northwestern Ohio, St. Xavier, and IU South Bend. The Lions would outscore their opponents 46-9. Also to mention, they threw a combined no-hitter versus IU South Bend. The NAI Ball Team of the Week goes to the Lions of Freed Hardeman. Yeah, and another another note to add there for Freed Hardeman, um, in that four and weekend there, the University of Northwestern Ohio in the in that win, they won four to three, really only their close ball game there. But uh, Northwestern Ohio uh, bounced right back and put up 40 runs in two, two days. So to to hold uh, Uno to, to that with this pitching staff, I mean, it's really, really impressive. Of course, that combined no hitter, as you would know, Norris, that would get you pitchers BP. And as we saw, the Lions partook in that. Uh, I don't know if Coach Creasy is listening, but. Evan Koob might need a pinch hit appearance with that lefty swing. He sent that ball a mile. A big shout out, though, to Freed Hardman and the Lions. That combined no hitter. And once again, a huge overall weekend as, as they stay red hot to start the season. Huge shout out to Freed Hardman. They've looked amazing to start the year. And hey, anytime you get pitchers BP, whether or not the coaches actually give it to you, that you know, you can count that up as a win. Cause I know we never really got it. I believe we got it twice and we probably should have had at least 10 pitcher BPs, but you know. You can only throw so many shutouts or no hitters until coaches just don't want to give it to you. But big shout out to Freed Hardeman. They've looked amazing to start the year. And they are also looking to crack into the top 25, hopefully in this upcoming poll. 
which Taylor does bring me to our week two NAI ball top 25 presented by netting pros. We would like to remind you that the 2024 NAI ball media poll is presented by the experts in netting solutions for every purpose. That's right. It's netting pros, the leaders in custom netting support those that support the brand. So you need to stop what you're doing right now and head on over to www.nettingpros.com. And then after that, go ahead and hit them with a follow on X at netting pros, and then do it again on Instagram at netting pros as well. Please check out netting pros today. Support those who support us. So like I said, week two, of the NAI ball media poll, Taylor, we are going to run through this top 25 here. There has been no movement in the top four. I can give you that much information currently, no movement top four. So coming in at number one, no surprise here, fire of Southeastern. Number two is of course the Grizzlies of Georgia Gwinnett. Number three, the Warriors of LC state coming in at number four, the pilots of Shreveport and Taylor. We have a change in number five here coming in at number five is the Patriots of Cumberland who move up from seven to five. Yeah. And the Patriots look like they have vengeance on their mind here in 2024. Of course, like I said, with that world series trip last season, didn't go the way that they wanted and, and they're back and they're red hot right now. I mean, with a big time weekend to open it up the Southeast rumble against some great competition, uh, Taylor Reinhardt, uh, etc and now Cumberland's uh, once again just showing the offensive power that they've got with uh, Charlie Muniz and and Max Harper among others uh, the, the Patriots look like once again one of the best lineups in the country and once again one of the best overall teams really in the country uh, with Mid-South play coming up for the Patriots they could we could see them string a lot of wins together and uh, look up here down the road as come conference tournament time and see a team with with 40 plus wins yet again uh, the Patriots well-deserving of the number five spot. Absolutely. As I mentioned, they move up from our number seven spot to number five. Very much deserved. This team has looked red hot out of the gates to start the year. Moving on to number six, we have no movement here. Securing their number six ranked in our media poll is William Carey. Coming in at number seven, this one, this team is moving up from 10 in our media poll to number seven. It is the Coyotes of Kansas Wesleyan coming in at number seven in our media poll. Yeah, like we had mentioned earlier in the show, one of the best lineups in America, Zach Beatty, Jacob Williamson are red hot. Of course, Jared Gable is going to do his thing. And the Coyotes here, uh, coming off of 2023 with one of the best lineups in America, have it quite yet again. Obviously showed that in the, the Ottawa series victory that we, we touched on, Nathan Riggi out of the – the starting role, Jonathan Brandon and Ryan Sandoval yet again. Uh, this this Coyotes team has, has really, really progressed over the past few years and, and continue to make big, big strides. And moving up into our top ten, it's, a, it's big time for Kansas Wesleyan. Yeah, I would very much look out for Kansas Wesleyan to stay right in there in, our, in that top ten for our media poll throughout the year. They've looked really strong this year and definitely, as I mentioned earlier in the episode, probably the favorite to win the KCAC this year. Coming in at number eight, Taylor, this team is going to drop from number five to number eight. We have Weber International. Number nine, Missouri Baptist, who drops from eight, coming in at number nine in this week's poll. At number 10, this team is moving up two spots from number 12. At number 10, we have Vanguard. Taylor, we've talked about this as well 
multiple times. I mentioned it before again. Struggles top 25. We have Tennessee Westland dropping from number nine down to number 11, dropping out of the top 10 probably for the first time in a few years. I know this isn't the official poll, but in the media poll, we have them out of the top 10 coming in at number 11. At number 12, we have Hope International who moves up one spot from 13. At number 13, Texas Westland, who does move up from 16 to 13. Number 14, Central Methodist up one spot from 15. And Taylor, coming in at number 15, we have the Bruins of Bellevue, who do drop from the 11th rank in our poll to 15. Yeah, and despite, you know, a, a tough schedule there for um, for the, the Bruins here in 2024, yet again, uh, still just haven't really shown what we're accustomed to uh, from a, this Bellevue squad. And you, like we said, coming off of that series a loss against USAO, it's uh, it's a great ball club that they win against. But uh, when you win that game one, you, you kind of expect the Bruins to take at least one of the, the next two there and, and secure that series victory. But uh, right now, once again, another series loss, and, and the Bruins are, are at 15 for a reason. I think that they will rebound as as they get into North Star play and the season rolls along. But, uh, but for now, uh, Bellevue is – definitely dropped down and shout out to USAO yet again for, for picking up that series victory. Like you mentioned, I do see Bellevue kind of right in the ship here as we move down the stretch of the season, they have a really talented lineup and one I think is going to, you know, break through at eventually through some point in the season coming in at number 16. We mentioned them earlier in the show and I know they're, they are going to go nuts for this at number 16, moving into number 16 after being unranked, we have the lions of freed Hardeman. Yeah, and well deserving yet again. I mean, rolling right now, I believe at ten and one on the year. Once again, the combined no hitter uh, there for the Lions. Uh, but this lineup, really, I mean, it's 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 been one of the best offensive teams really in the NAI over the past few years, and it's really no secret yet again. Um, going into the bullpen too with with a guy like Evan Kube, he's he's top five in saves right now in the nation, and it's one of the best relievers in the country. And if you can get to him and you get him the ball with the lead. Uh, nine out of ten times, you're going to win that baseball game. And Freed Hardman with with guys like Houston High and, and company as, as starters. I mean, this team is seems to have all the right pieces, and they're and they're red hot right now and clicking on all cylinders. Definitely team to keep on the lookout for. Big shout out to Freed Hardman here jumping into our NAI Ball Media Poll first ranking of the year at 16. Number 17, we have Ave Maria who does drop from 14 to 17 after that two game loss to Texas Westland. Number 18, we have another unranked team, Taylor. Previously unranked team hopping into our poll here at number 18. It is the Wolfpack of Loyola. Yeah, one of the only undefeated teams left that we have in the country now as we sit here on February 20th. Uh, the Wolfpack rolled Thomas this weekend, like you said, with with, with Steven Still. Um, that 11-1 victory kind of set the tone there for the entire series in game one. And the Wolfpack yet again with arms like Still. Nathan Monceau out of the bullpen, uh, Jake Mills in the lineup, among others. This Soil team is really, really looking good right now to start 2024. As Southern State's play goes on, obviously they will get tested yet again with teams like like Mobile, Faulkner. The list goes on and on and on. But right now, it's it'd be hard. It's hard not to like them there in the Southern States. Real good matchup coming up this week for Loyola, which we will get into a little bit later. Coming in at number 19, we have the Trojans of Taylor who do move up one spot in our poll, most likely due to that victory over Southeastern, but we do have Taylor moving up one spot from 20 to 19. 
Coming in at number 20, this is um, our second-to-last unranked team. We had four unranked teams, previously unranked teams, dropping into our poll this this week. So coming in at number 20, who was previously unranked, will be the Tigers of Doan. Yeah, and Doan behind arms, like like Aaron Forrest, the, the all-time strikeout leader now. He can have that for the, at least the rest of this season over his pitching coach, Elliot Engel. But the Tigers – really made a statement this weekend coming down to Oklahoma and, and beating Oklahoma City uh, in their place. That's something that is very tough to do, no matter who is on the other side of uh, the dugout there. Uh, the Tigers made a huge jump, and it's it's well-deserved. They can keep getting performances like that from Forrest. They, this team can go a long way there in the G-Pack. A veteran arm like Forrest is definitely carrying that pitching squad. Definitely a team to be on the lookout for, as I do. This is another team, as I see, you know, sticking right around that top 25 throughout the entirety of the year. Coming in at number 21, Taylor, up from 25 in our last poll is Mid-American Nazarene. Number 22, who does drop from 18 in our week one poll, coming in at number 22, Indiana Wesleyan. Number 23 still does remain Concordia of Ann Arbor. And at number 24, this is our last unranked team who did make the jump into our top 25. It is Ottawa University of Arizona coming in at 24. Yeah, and we saw we saw this, this team jump on the national radar there, taking three or four to start opening weekend against the what was the ninth-ranked uh, Taylor Trojans. And Ottawa, Arizona, well-deserved here in the top 25. There was our big series of the week last week, an incredible matchup with Hope International. Ultimately, Hope International wins that series on a walk-off home run there in Game 3. But like we had said, Ottawa, Arizona has been right there, and that's the 11th-ranked team in the country in Hope International, a team that has knocked on the door of Lewiston quite a bit over the recent years. Ottawa, Arizona really took it to them and uh, could have easily won that series. And despite losing it, like we had said, they well deserve to make this jump into our top 25 media pool. Uh, out in Arizona, there's another team, and – like I said, Benue Mesa, Arizona Christian, now Ottawa, Arizona. We'll see how this continues as we roll into 2024 here. Very well deserved for Ottawa, Arizona. They have been red hot to start the year, and they've been a tough team to play against, so be on the lookout for them the remainder of the year. And rounding out our top 25 NAI ball media poll is going to be Point Park, who comes in at 25, dropping from 22. And there you have it. There is week two of the NAI ball top 25 media poll looking ahead to this weekend taylor we have quite a few interesting matchups obviously we have the show me showdown going down this weekend which we will get into a few games from that but the first game i want to highlight and this is one i am very much excited for number four william carey going up against a receiving votes middle georgia state squad who just took out number 18 mobile yeah, William Carey, once again, with the perennial power that they are, both in the NAI and in the Southern States. Uh, like you had said, Middle Georgia taking that series from Mobile. That's a ranked series victory. And, and looking ahead at here, again here, I mean, if, if Middle Georgia can, can take this series from William Carey, look out in the Southern States because this team's going to be in the top 25 um, this time next week should they take that series. Should be a really fun matchup uh, down there with, with William Carey and guys like R.J. Stinson. Uh, the national hits leader last year, uh, motoring that offense. Should be a really fun one as as conference play gets underway. I think a player to look out for in that Middle Georgia State lineup is going to be Jacob Pierce. He had quite the weekend against Mobile, so that's definitely going to be a name to watch out for in this upcoming series. 
number another top five team in action this weekend. We have a little Louisiana battle here as we have the number five ranked pilots of Shreveport heading down to Alexandria, Louisiana to take on LSU Alexandria. LSU Alexandria, of course, coming off of a big time offensive showing there against Texas College and, and Red River play. Um, getting their crosstown rival there in Shreveport. I know Coach Neffendorf's going to have his squad ready to go. Um, so is LSU Alexandria. I mean, this one's for bragging rights. It's you kind of leave the records out the window when when you get matchups like this here, rivalry matchups. Uh, this should be a really really electric atmosphere down there in Louisiana. Absolutely, Neff always has that team ready to go, especially after the little hiccup they had in Week One. But they have been on point ever since. I did mention this earlier, the show me showdown, a couple of games we'd like to highlight from that little tournament going on. Kicking things off here, we have number 13, Mid-American Nazarene going up against the receiving votes, Columbia squad. Yeah, this, uh, all throughout the show me showdown here in Missouri, we have some really fun ones. But that first one there with Mid-American Nazarene and, and Columbia, that's going to be a great test to open up for, for both squads. Of course, we mentioned with Zach Trevino getting the all-time wins record now, um, can it kind of get the the weight of that um, getting that record off his back and kind of just con control the zone here like he has done really throughout his mid-america career uh, going up against a really potent columbia lineup yet again this one should be really really interesting to start things off we do have a few top 25 matchups going down at the show me showdown one we would like to highlight one of two we would like to highlight here is number 10 missouri baptist going up against the number 22 ranked eagles of central methodist like we had mentioned too, with with the Louisiana showdown there with with Shreveport and Alexandria, this one once again is is for bragging rights. Uh, of course, with Columbia being in the state of Missouri as well, but but MOBAP and Central Methodist have, have really been those those two dominant programs there in the NAI in that state over recent years. Uh, Central Methodist, of course, we we know both of these teams very well, seeing both of them at the Cajun. MOBAP had some electric electric arms that we saw, and I expect to see. Much more of that yet again against a really potent Central Methodist lineup. Of course, Carlos Negron uh, with seven home runs on the year, hitting four. He's been red hot uh, this past weekend. And, and coming in, he shows no, sign, no signs of slowing down. Uh, Bobby Nichols at the top of that lineup is, is a really fun player to watch. Foster Sites, Clayton Burke has been throwing really, really well. Uh, this one should could arguably be the, the game of the Show Me Showdown here with, with number 10 versus number 22. You know, with this game, Taylor, I'm going to go ahead and predict that this is going to be a pitcher's duel. Now, I will see if I am wrong, but that is going to be my prediction going into this one, is this is going to be a low-scoring affair, really going to be riding the electric arms that we did talk about with Missouri Baptist and the plethora of arms that the Eagles are going to roll out. I do think this is going to be a low-scoring affair and a really tight contest with some really good pitching. The last game top 25 matchup we'd like to highlight the show me showdown we talked about both these teams already we have number 13 mid-american naz going up against number 10 missouri baptist i think this one has the makings for a great matchup yeah you really cannot take a matchup off uh, for any of these teams really in the show me showdown there in missouri uh mid-american naz of course has has had that postseason success in recent years of course missouri baptist has been right on the doorstep and like we had said at the Cajun, I mean, they they showed out in a big way. Cole Robinson, uh, much like Carlos uh, Negron, has has had a big-time, big-time week. Uh, now, I believe, sitting at six home runs on the year. I mean, Cole Robinson's been a big, big bat there at first base, um, among others in that, that really potent Missouri Baptist lineup. As the Spartans uh, get Anthony Greenback healthy, like we had mentioned, seeing him at the Cajun, 
um, only to continue to increase his role as, as his health improves. Uh, this should, one should be really, really fun with uh, a lot of members of the preseason NAI ball team uh, representing here in Missouri. A lot of matchups going down, a lot of good matchups going down at the Show Me Showdown, but those are the three that we would like to highlight. Moving on, we have talked about both of these teams already in this episode. I think this is going to be a great matchup there in Arizona as we have Ottawa of Arizona going up against the receiving votes, Arizona Christian squad. Yeah, like we had touched on earlier, Ottawa, Arizona, jumping into the top 25 of our media poll for very good reason. And and they get tested yet again with, with Arizona Christian, a, a team that's been uh, right there on the top 25 over recent years, a potent lineup, like we had said, putting up 31 runs in two games against Jessup. Um, Ottawa, Arizona, with Evan Massey, who has been electric to start the year for them, uh, that one should be a really, really fun matchup out West. And if Ottawa, Arizona can continue their success, I mean, look for them to make an even bigger jump next week. You know, this next matchup, this next conference matchup here, I don't know how this didn't immediately jump off the page. I feel like it wasn't posted on Presto right away because I scoured through that website looking at matchups, and I didn't see this one until – I, th I believe it was today, and I don't know how I didn't see it or how I missed it, but this is going to be a fantastic conference matchup as we have number 11, Hope International, going up against a really good, really tough receiving votes, the Masters team. Yeah, the Masters has been um, really like a lot of California teams here in the NAI. Um, they've put together quite an offense every single year. Same with, with Hope, goes with Hope International, too. Of course, arms like Chaz McWilliams stand out for Hope International, just picked up the Big series of the week victory last week against Ottawa of Arizona. Um, but the, the Masters, yet again, is going to spell a very tough test for what should be an overall really, really good matchup as both teams bring in really good offenses. J.J. Cruz for Hope International has been red hot. Uh, the Masters overall it should give Hope, the, the Royals a run for their money. And I can personally cannot wait to see this one out west. That's going to be a really good matchup. I will be tuning into that one for sure. As we move into our last highlighted weekend, games and series to watch we've talked about them already but we have receiving votes Loyola going up against a nine and three point team who is looking to hand Loyola their first loss on the year yeah and that that challenge um, is it's very going to be a very tough one too like we mentioned with with the arms of Steven Still and, and company I mean Nathan Monceau like I said one of the best bullpen arms that we got to see at the Cajun there and uh, the Wolfpack are Red hot to start the season. Once again, both the pitching staff and the lineup has has really complemented each other extremely well to start off for Coach Kennedy. Uh, obviously, very hard to go undefeated in baseball by a lot of the stretch of the imagination. But this this point, uh, Nighthawk squad, they're coming in and uh, they want to, like you said, hand Loyola their first loss. Uh, they're in Southern State's play. It should be a really fun matchup. Like we had said, Loyola swept that series against Thomas. Uh, looking can continue to do more damage as the season rolls along. This one should be a really fun matchup in the South. Loyola, of course, looking to stay perfect on the year. And Taylor, that does bring us to the NAI Ball Big Series of the Week, which is presented by the Show Me Collegiate League. We would like to remind you that the NAI Ball Big Series of the Week is now sponsored by the Show Me Collegiate League, which is based out of Southwest Missouri. We are very proud to have them join us for this season, and we really encourage you to check them out on X. You can find them on X at Show Me League. That's at S-H-O-Me League on X. 
Taylor, without further ado, the big series of the week is going to be a receiving votes Brian team who is nine and five at Pikeville, Kentucky, eight and one. Brian, I will mention and I will note, Brian is four and zero all time in this matchup. So not a very familiar matchup between these two teams, but Brian does lead the series all time four zero. Yeah, should be a, a great one there. Um, as we look uh, with Brian coming out of Tennessee and like you said, Pikeville there in Kentucky, uh, not a very far trip. And uh, these two teams are are kind of similar in a way. I mean, with with Cameron Harvey for Brian uh, on the year, 19 innings pitch with a 2.84 ERA with 14 strikeouts. Opponents are only hitting 233 off of him, only giving up 17 hits to over those 19 innings. Uh, really, really great showing there by the by the Brian ace. Of course, we look at the Brian hitters, uh, Bryson Lofton, Darwin Greg, who was our uh, hitter of the week to start out the year. Uh, Lofton has has done Bryson Lofton things I mean, on the season, 420 average with with five doubles, four bombs and a triple, uh, 13 RBIs. And he's only struck out five times in 50 at bats. That's that's plate discipline if I've ever seen it. And the left hander is continuing to just put up incredible, incredible numbers there in the Brian uniform. Uh, looking at the Pikeville side, too. Uh, Raleigh Paulino has really, really stood out on the mound. Three innings pit, or excuse me, three and zero in the year with 21 innings, uh, only 11 hits with a .86 ERA. He's only given up two runs across 21 innings pitch with 23 strikeouts. A really big time arm there for Pikeville, and that should be a very, very fun game one matchup. Assuming Paulino and Harvey both take the ball, should be a really great pitchers duel. And for two teams that you would kind of think would be um, offensive heavy. Uh, looking at the Pikeville offense with Austin Gurney. I mean, Austin Gurney has jumped out on our box scores. I feel like every time we've looked at Pikeville this year, a 438 average uh, with two bombs on the year, 17 RBIs, has only struck out three times and 32 at-bats. Uh, plate discipline really shows out for both of these two and Gurney and Bryson Lofton. And going up against those those opposing arms, like we had mentioned with, with Paulino and Harvey, among others, uh, this one should be a really, really fun matchup. It's a big series of the week for a reason. It's it's pretty intriguing, I'm no doubt. Yeah, you have a Pikeville team who, as I mentioned previously, is riding an eight and one record to start the year. And we have that high powered offense of Brian. Like this is really couldn't script a better big series of the week for this one here. I really hope, you know, I was gonna touch on this when you had mentioned it. I really hope, um, whether it be game one or any game of the series, I do hope we get that Polino Harvey matchup. I do think that would be just a great pitching matchup and definitely one you would not want to miss. That is our big series of the week. Taylor, something I really want to introduce or, you know, maybe start doing with the big series of the week is we go through and we make a pick. I make a pick. You make a pick on who we think is going to be taking this series. And, you know, we'll keep track of it throughout the remainder of the year. And, you know, we will come up with some sort of prize or trophy, what have you, for whoever wins this. I think that is something we could do you know maybe we'll get our um our old friend connor darnell in on this action too moving forward but you know i will go ahead and i will i think i'm gonna go with pikeville in this matchup i'm gonna take pikeville to win this one and that's a that's a pretty big take there like we had said with uh with the offense of brian uh coming in red hot yet again uh this one's really really tough i mean going through going through the list here as as we're talking about it, it's Still a flip of the coin for me. I, I think I'm going to lean towards Brian, though. Uh, I do think it's going to be a two-to-one series victory for Brian. I do think Paulino uh, stays red hot yet again on the mound. And um, 
silences those Brian bats a little bit, but uh, pitching to Bryce and Lofton over three games and Darren Gregg, among others, Lofton is, is one of the best hitters in all of America. I mean, he's got one of the best lefty swings that I've seen in quite some time and um, pitching around him, like we had said, with the plate discipline, both of, of Lofton and, and Austin Gurney there, I mean, eight, eight combined strikeouts and uh, 82 combined at bats for these two. Uh, this one's going to be really, really tough as the weekend goes on. I do think Brian, I do think Brian gets them. I do think it's a two to one series victory, but I do think all three games are going to be a very, very tightly contested. We will absolutely have to come up with some sort of punishment or prize for winning this. Um, we'll have to come up with some sort of name for it too. I think we could go a lot of different ways with this. And I think it'll be a lot of fun. We, we will absolutely, absolutely have to get Mr. Connor Darnell in on this action here. Maybe check to see if old Robbie wants to hop in here with us on, um, you know, if anybody's a betting man here, we can make some little friendly competition <laughs> action going on. I think that'd be a really fun idea for the big series of the week, kind of make it a little bit more. It already is in- interesting, but, you know, put a little bit more, almost wager it, you know, but, you know, of course we're not betting men here. Um, but, you know, this one, being in Indiana located right now, I think I'm going to really regret not making the trip down to Pikeville to watch this game. I don't know exactly how far it is, but Kentucky's not a far drive. This is one I definitely think I will regret not being able to make that trip to. But, you know, you mentioned it before, all three games, are, I think, are going to be tightly contested. I really think it's going to be, it's going to come down to that third game because I think unless Harvey and Polino match up in the same game, they will both win their respective games and it will come down to that game three matchup or whichever one. But I think this is going to be a great matchup this weekend and one I am definitely interested to see how it turns out. And hopefully I start our little friendly competition off hot with a 1-0 victory, one one up on the year. You know, we'll see. So definitely... That is the big series of the week. Do not miss it. We have quite the matchup here between Brian and Pikeville. That is going to be fireworks, to say the least. To say the least. Taylor, I believe that is going to do it for us for season four, season seven, excuse me, episode four. We are on episode four here. That's going to wrap it up here. If you are not already following us on socials, you can catch us on X at NAI Ball. You can follow Taylor on X at I underscore Taylor Thomas 14. Taylor, correct me if I'm wrong. And you can follow myself on X at Tnor46. Be sure to follow NAI Ball on X at the very least for all your NAI Ball scores, news, and updates. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. And we will be back next week with a recap of this big series of the week, along with hopefully some other good news from around the nation. Until then, take care. Have a great day and a better tomorrow.